only mothers, just a group of mothers of whoever's on. <laughs> we should. It was a good our yes. new guest. Don't mention that though. My mom's gonna want to come on, and I'm not allowed. Well, that. It's a great category. <laughs> What's it like to be the mother of a law student or father? I guess too, but we haven't had fathers. That was exciting. I'm very proud. Welcome to What's Law Got to Do With It? A lighthearted look at life in law school. I am Professor Richard Haig. And I'm 3.5L law student, Adam Lachance. Adam, you're, uh, you're 3.5 today? Yeah, um, just a little bit past 3L. Um, considering going back, if I, my grades come back with uh, no credit. So I'll just call oh. myself 3.5 for now. <laughs> okay. Just in case. That's good. I don't want to be, I figured graduated, I was getting, jumping ahead of, uh, you know, potential yeah because what did you be. say last time you yeah anyway you're not are you ever going to be a four four l what would that be if your grades don't come back if i was a four l i don't think I, I would ever be a four l let's not be ridiculous i know you want me back yeah i know well if you're good if you go to grad school i guess i was a seven l at some point anyway that's a g all right that's yeah oh i see okay Ah, uh, so uh what uh, what criminal code provision do you have to enlighten us today well, I searched through the criminal code a little bit, and uh, which was a fascinating That's your endeavor. Homework. It's and the very thing you're supposed to do. I located an offense related to currency because I'm reading the business law part of the bar stuff. So I figured, how could someone commit a crime in here? And it looks like uttering or possession of counterfeit money. Uh, and I was, I was like, I want to know more about this. Turns out there's a case in 1993 where they determined is R.V. Frang. And they determine that you have to prove that someone knows they have counterfeit money or that they know they're using it uh, in order to charge them. Before that, they could just charge you because you had it. Uh, and, and it was a, you had to prove reason, uh, lawful excuse before then. So it was the reverse onus. But they changed that. So good for you. If you have oh. any counterfeit money, uh, go speak to <laughs> a lawyer. Don't ask questions. <laughs> is, there, is, there any, is there such a thing as counterfeit money anymore? It's really, I can't imagine that's... People make counterfeit money. And well, my it's too printer's hard, pretty, it? pretty good. I have a pretty good printer. I guess color printers and all of that, or 3D printers. But but our money's plastic. It's harder to counterfeit, surely. Anyway, we, maybe you'll find that out when you practice criminal law. Uh, anyway, moving on. As always, we have a guest today. And I should just, again, remind listeners that we are in self-isolation here. We're all in different places. Uh, it's still the middle of the COVID pandemic, but uh, as <laughs> did you say, yay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, as always, we have a guest, and I'll in, I'll let let the guest introduce himself. Connor, you want to tell us a little bit about sure. yourself? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm Connor Fitzgerald. Uh, just finished one L, so I guess I'm one point five L. Is that right? no? That's not. That's not how it works. Yeah, not, you got You didn't read okay. the statute on. <laughs> well, I'll get there. I'm a, so I'm a, actually a JD MBA student, and I did my first year um, in the MBA program. So I've already finished a year of the MBA and now a year of law. Oh, cool. uh, I, I'm also a, um, I guess, I don't know what the definition of mature student is anymore, but I, I didn't come straight out of um, undergrad. Did my undergrad in commerce in Alberta, 
moved here, uh, been in Toronto for five years working in film, television and theater production. So I've, I've done every level of film production, um, got to go to Cannes for the film market. Oh, wow. And I now run um, the chair of a nonprofit theater company, Bygone Theater, which I've continued to do and just started up the Toronto Independent Theater Coalition. So that's sort of my my history. Oh, so you got a lot of free time. Uh... That's right. That's, right. <laughs> that's why I'm here. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that's great. That's a lot of non-law stuff. I like that. That's awesome. That's yeah. always good. Yes. And you said so. You're. Uh, I don't know what what would you be. Is you? I guess you were a one L because it was your first year of law. But you, it's a four year program, it's right? One L with an asterisk. That's right. You have to refer. Yeah. Okay. I've lots and lots of. Asterisks. Lots, <laughs> lots of so asterisks. What, did, wait, is your MBA is your MBA already different than another person's MBA in that in the first year? Because I thought it was they would go in second year and do that for some reason normally. Well, as I said, I have lots of asterisks. 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 The plural of asterisk. <laughs> so because I, did, because I did a commerce degree. I got what they call advanced standing for my MBA. Oh, okay. So if I was just doing an MBA. I would have only, I would have been able to do it in a year and just do electives. Yeah. Because um, I didn't have to do the core courses. Oh, that's um, awesome. But uh, for the JD MBA, you still have to do the same number of credits as oh, you would. Oh, that's not awesome. <laughs> well, it means way more electives. So okay, I'll, cool. I'll end up yeah. doing two MBAs basically by the end of it. That's cool. Hey, it never hurts you're to not, have more. So you're, you're not a typical, what I would think, and I shouldn't, I don't try to stereotype, but maybe I do, but a typical MBA no, is me. not, not, you're not involved in nonprofit theater companies forming their own. I guess you, that's entrepreneurial. I suppose. No, that's what so they do when they the, realize they're not going to make the big money that they wanted. They look <laughs> Are to you? Heart. He looked to his heart before oh, and then he's going to make the money after. <laughs> got to figure it out. Yeah, no, I I want money, and that's why I'm in school again. <laughs> okay, well that, <laughs> yeah. See, Adam has it all figured out. No. Oh yeah, you know me. <clears throat> all right, that's so awesome. Connor, you know, you know, we always ask our guests of uh, a favorite TV or movie, or in your case, could be live theater uh, that relates to law. Oh my god. I mean, I my problem is like I have the the standard. Um, I could say Better Call Saul is the most recent one I've watched that I love. Yep. Uh, but I mean, I, I've been watching, I watch too many movies. I'm a cinephile. I watch too many of them. So I'm trying to think of something weird, but uh, yeah, I can tell you don't want to repeat what others have said. Do you, you want to, that's the, that's the trick when you're, you've been to con, you must. <laughs> yeah. We have not had 43 different films. So oh, okay. there's lots, Connor. There's lots. I well, by far my favorite, Law show is better call Saul. Are you sure that's the person? There's no doubt in your mind. Take your time. I don't need time. That's him. Now, would you be surprised to learn, Mr. Harkness, that the person you just pointed to is not the defendant? What? My client is in the back of the courtroom. Mr. Sakey, would you please stand up? Objection. Now, the person you ID'd is named Hollis Early. He's a bartender down in Berlin. He has a very good alibi for the night in question. Your Honor, objection. Oh, oh Mr. Goodman. Really? You didn't recognize him either, Your Honor. I have to. All right. Well, I have to agree. That's, that one's pretty damn that's good. That's good, because that's better. 
Better Call Saul show has been getting a few recent votes, so it's climbing in the standings, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. My mom started watching it because it was mentioned on the podcast so much. Oh. Advid listener, believe it or not. Now, you mean? Always. Oh, <laughs> oh, I, oh sorry. Okay. That's true. That, I thought you meant she was an avid watcher of Better Call Saul, but no, oh. I get what you mean. And then it She's got an avid the listener show. Yeah, to the They always mention us on the show, too. It's it's your version of the as an academic. My the only person that I know will read my papers when she was alive is my mother. So it's the same. Oh really? She would read your paper. Yeah. Wow, your mom's way nicer than mine. Or well, she'd read them until she said, "I I don't understand it." So I quit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to ask if you guys have listeners past mothers. To what? <laughs> Sorry, just a joke. <laughs> so I, I didn't hear it. Listeners yeah, I, I, past mothers. Oh, past mothers. Oh. <laughs> yeah only mothers just a group of mothers of whoever's on <laughs> we should it was a good our yes. new guest how uh yeah well, don't don't mention that though my mom's gonna want to come on and i'm not allowed well, that. it's a great category <laughs> what's it like to be the mother of a law student or father i guess too but we haven't had father's aren't as exciting i'm very proud <laughs> <laughs> And that's that's the end of the sentence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Adam. What, what do you do? You want to ask Connor anything? Or is no, it, I have no idea what I to interject? ask you. So, uh, <laughs> I you're done one L. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to know if you you had the extra year before law school. Were you with other law students during that year, and did it impact your perception of what one L was going to be like? Uh, I actually, yeah, I did. Um, I, so other JD MBAs, I'm in the arts, media and entertainment program, which is uh, a very small focused group of MBAs. So you end up knowing people pretty well. Um, and there were a couple of JD MBAs who had already done their 1L. So I guess I had the advantage coming into 1L of having a few people who told me, well, basically you, you just got to see like, them while, oh, they, no, it was after. So they had already survived 1L. They're in your position now. They, they had, they knew everything that and can pass that on to you. Is that what happened? Uh, yeah, I mean, in as much as you can prepare anyone. <laughs> well, <Yeah>. that's the problem. <laughs> and obviously, they're they're also Osgood students because you're doing yeah. this. J- you, we didn't say that you were an Osgood student, but yeah. Well, hold on, I. So that that I got I, I just got to thought of a better question. What. Do they do oh. this everywhere? Is this do they do mixed per JD programs like split degree programs at every school? Like I assume they do, right? Most big ones. Yeah. Yeah, as far as I'm aware most have a at least that that's the most common joint degree as well. Uh, Osgood has other joint degrees, but MA, MES. Yeah. So you save a bunch of time then, right? Cuz I I remember when I looked at I had a book that said like one year. getting ready for law school or something and they said you should the, one of the best things you could do is do a joint degree because you're going to get more bang for your buck, basically, is what they said. And then I didn't. But I'm wondering if that's how true. How true is that, you think, as someone who's committed? As a, yeah, as a, a person who is not a bunch of marketing material for a, a school. Yeah. You can say that you save one year. Total. If you were me and already have a commerce degree, you save zero years. <laughs> yeah, you save negative a year, didn't you? Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, it would oh, be the no, same. No, it's zero. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was the same. But I still asked them, oh, is it better to do the joint? And they're like, oh, of course. So that, <laughs> that I am paying more than I would have if I. 
I see. Right. Okay. Who did you ask? Um, Who did you ask? <laughs> when you uh, say you asked them, because it was them. Okay, I, I, names. I, I, we want names on this podcast. No, I don't need names. I'm just thinking, would you yeah. ever expect anything other than the answer? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Don't ask schools. They're businesses, too. Yes. Do more. Do more. Help. Help us. I will share with uh, you a phenomenon that I've encountered with the JD MBAs is um, there's, a, there's a rhythm to law school that happens. So as you hear... Uh, from either the podcast or from other law students you've talked to in upper years, like 2L, there's the 1L panic, the 2L job searches, and then the 3L, you relax. So you're, you don't get that rhythm in the same way because I, I remember talking about, oh my God, one semester left, it's so nice. And then to my classmates who I knew from first year, and then they say, oh, I'm in 2L. <laughs> And I'm like, what? no, but no, what? no, but Connor does get that rhythm yeah. because he's going to do three straight years of law, right? Oh, but that's it's right. The, it's the it's the usual the usual route is disrupted because you do one law year, then you go away yeah. to MBA, and then you come back, and you're right, you missed your cohort, right? But you're not you're going to be there. I, basically, it's now two more years of law, isn't it, Connor? Yeah, I have 18 credits of my MBA left. Um, oh, and, oh, Jesus. Uh, that sounds like a lot. Still. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Six courses yeah. that I have to oh. do, do course, a, a, but I, a... I do fewer, like I don't have to do as many law, I have fewer oh, okay. credits. Than okay. I, I think we, maybe we're, we've underserved the, the business minded law students on this podcast. So maybe coming from that background, uh, just in that, with that in mind, maybe could you give us a reflection back on what your first year experience was like uh, overall? Uh, of, yeah. of Osgood or of yeah. Osgood first year law. Yeah. Osgood as a, especially as a, I think Adam's right. We don't have many commerce students, especially ones who've already done one year of MBA. So yeah, I'd like to hear what that, if, if you think it meant anything different from other students or not. I, well, I, I might, again, I think I have a lot of asterisks, so you <laughs> should everything with a granite stand, of but, course. um, I think a lot of things contributed to me having a, maybe a slightly different experience than a lot of people. One, having worked in industry for a while, and my hours in film are ridiculous. Um, and then having already experienced academ academia at a graduate level, um, again, I don't know. It, what I found when I looked at my peers was that I was calmer. Like I was just kind of like, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know, I guess I've failed things in life already. I think a <laughs> lot of helpful. people, when they've, when you go through undergrad, everybody in law school is an A student. Yeah, you know? they're all overachievers. Right? Everybody's succeeded. They've never all failed. Because you've succeeded in high school, you succeed in undergrad. Yeah. And then you hit L1L and you're going to fail at something. By your standards, I mean, not literally fail, but... But you you want to be the best still. Yeah. Or you're going to get a C, or you're going to, you know, just... You, you're Something's not going to live up to what you think. Mm -hmm. I think the fact that I had already gone through much more important failures than grades made me just kind of be like, yeah, well, I'll get over it. Yeah, that's, I'll figure it out. That's, that's very wise advice. Because, and maybe, you know... I think the only thing I'll add to that is that sometimes, but I do think it is rare, sometimes people, even who've done, gone, what is, that, what is it called? The K to J? K to JD. I don't know. 
Sometimes. Ask Paul. We don't know what it really means. Yeah. <laughs> but basically gone straight through from kindergarten to law school. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, but rarely there, they have had failures. Right. And, and, and I do think that helps in a, a big way because yeah. it's, it is the students who have had huge success their entire lives. Then they get to law school and not all of them have the same success. And, and it's, it's very hard for them to take. Can't happen. You know, yeah. it's just the way it works. There's going to be, we're all bright eyed uh, law students in f- first year. And there's going to be, you know, 80% of you are not going to do as well as you used to do. I just have one yes. more thing for, for the business student in 1L. Do you get your business fix or do you feel, cause I was thinking about this um, for, cause you get contracts and torts. Yeah. And civil procedure, I guess, depending on what kind of, I guess that's more litigation. Probably, though. Yeah, pretty business. But did you, do you feel like you got your fix or are you excited for the upper years for that reason? Cause I know there's going to be a lot of opportunities for you in upper year to kind of get more specific. Sorry, Richard, but I definitely disliked criminal and <laughs> his two courses. That's the other thing. That's the it other was thing not about. like it, it just didn't, you know, it, <laughs> when you're a business student, you're, I think you're, um, Business school is a practical degree. Like you, you're hands-on. You're you're making things and solving problems. So as soon as you have to open up a huge book and say, "Okay, this is the procedure that I have," it's it's a different form of problem solving. So I think anybody who's like me, who's a, a business student, would probably have similar, unless maybe you're hardcore into economics or finance, which is a whole different. That's a more theoretical approach, mm-hmm. but when you're that more hands-on person, it's more interesting to work with cases and solve in outside of the box sort of ways, you know? So. I, okay. A few comments here. First of all, <laughs> I think, so yeah, I think it's because uh, Connor had a life before law school that he felt that he could say to my face that he didn't like my course. I'm I, that <laughs> that's impressive. I'm, I, I appreciate the frankness, the honesty. So what, what course, well, let me, let me ask what course you did like, or let me guess that it must be contracts. Yeah. I mean, I liked contracts of course, cause I'm interested, but it's, you know, in my life I've written contracts, I've managed contracts, I've done all sorts of things. Um, I mean, I even got to work with a partner at Denton's and one job, like one-on-one with him writing out major Distribution drafting deal. an agreement. Oh, yeah. That's, so that's pretty, like, that's cool. One of the reasons I'm in law school is because of him, but, um, nevertheless it's, uh, and he's listening right now. <laughs> oh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell him to maybe. Um, but it's, um, you, so you're so ingrained and it's such a part of your life that you kind of forget what it's made of. So in that way, it was very interesting to come back and be like, this is how it builds. This is how, what the foundation of it is. Right. It's all uh, theory. Yeah. And you have a great point of reference for everything. Yeah. Which is nice. Cause that was always my advantage in criminal law is I had an undergrad in criminal justice. Uh, so I, you know, I always had a background. Oh, that's like this, uh, you know, famous scenario that occurred or like that's why this crime law is bad or like that's why you always have some reason to help and it makes you remember everything even better because you have that frame of reference yeah um yeah and then i liked uh property more than i thought i would oh yeah property yeah um, okay. i liked property too 
What, maybe property is awesome. Yeah. Is it, a, is, it because of, is it because of IP though? Or is it even the old? I just think it was because Richard didn't teach it. <laughs> Mostly. Yeah. No, actually in terms of classroom, Richard's classes, I can't believe nobody had jokes every I, I had a list of jokes, but I was too. Uh, I know it was poor. To, oh, you had a bad joke class. Yeah, no there, way. And yet, there were some funny. There were some funny students in that in your section. They just yeah. didn't, They were. They Nobody were. Joked. And then I told one joke, shy. and it got no reaction. So <laughs> and I didn't bring. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that um, yeah, that cut the whole thing off. I think it was yeah. anyway. You don't. You you were the you were the lamb to slaughter. And then after you, no one, yeah. no one wanted to. Um, so, but property scratch itch a little bit, you said, so that's good. So he got, you get it, you got a little bit in your first year then. Um, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I like, yeah. I like procedure as well. Like, I mean, if you like law, you're going to like procedure in some way where you're, mm-hmm. you're sort of like, you have to learn what, what law is at its core. And then you go home and you tell your significant other or, or your mom and, you, and they're like, you're a nerd. Like, why do you like What's that wrong stuff? with you? Like, what, yeah. what did we do like to you as a kid? On like, TV? what the hell? And you're like, yeah, but this this is more interesting. So, I think <laughs> most people, yeah, most people don't like that stuff, and they can't understand why you would. But no, it's true. Yeah. So, I have to ask a question that I didn't ask so far of the other one L's. Um, it's a two-parter, Connor. Oh my god. What? Uh, what do you, what would you say was most like what you expected about first year law, and what was least like what you expected going in uh, now that you've finished? Most expected, most unexpected. Yes. Nice question. Hmm. Okay. Most expected. I guess I had an advantage of having known many lawyers and law students, so I got told a lot of information before going in. I mean, the most expected was probably the the way that it's difficult. I think a lot of people don't understand just like people just hear that law school is difficult, but it's not it's not difficult like an undergrad is difficult. It's difficult for very different reasons. It's not just memorizing a bunch of information. It's understanding processes and knowing how to fit within a scheme. Um, so I guess having that told to me was good. Um, that's awesome. That's yeah. someone told you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is good. What I never knew that. What wasn't expected, I guess, is how, um, uncompetitive the group felt. You know, you hear a lot about law school being competitive and it is inherently because of the grading scheme. But nobody is really bashing heads with each other and trying to figure out who's the smartest. And, you know, there aren't, there were no cliques. Everybody was super supportive of each other and, and got along really well. Maybe that was just my section, but, you know, we had a Facebook chat that was. It's funny because our, our last two guests brought up cliques. They found there were cliques. Maybe I didn't interact with enough people. No, but it's, it's interesting because that just, it's more goes to show that one person's experience can be so different from someone else's. So one person might perceive this fragmenting of the group, whereas someone else, it might've been related to you being super chill though, too, in your first year. Like it's almost like a paranoia thing that you build 
you know, that people are forming, forming against you behind the walls. <laughs> Adam is just trying to stir controversy here. Because I, <laughs> yeah. I don't always. I don't think they quite said that. I do. They, they no. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm straw manning them. Yeah, he is. He is. Sometimes you got to. You for, did have for a. Good, I, I think you had a good section. I mean, I taught. I taught the section, so I know. And I, I have taught sections that were more, uh, well, less sociable. Let's say. Uh, so it, it does depend on the year, but I, I think overall, I agree that law school, the, the portrayal of law school out there in the world is that it's hyper competitive and people will do yeah. anything to get ahead. And I don't, I just don't think that is true yeah. uh, in Canada anyway. Maybe U of T, I hate to say it. But okay, we got to wrap this thing up. I think I have, I think I have a potential new wrap up question that I like is, uh, if, oh. if you, if you, we'll see how pe- if people can come up with answers to this because I just came up with it. In this I'll moment. ask Connor what but, he thinks of the question after you've after he's okay. answered it. Oh, oh my God, it's perfect. <laughs> I was thinking, do, how about you share with us a study strategy that you found worked for you in first year? Something that you think might be uh, almost unique to you, or at least something that you might be a little bit different from other people. Now. Um, <laughs> That's a funny one for me, because um, I have terrible study set strategy. <laughs> uh, is that is that a unique that's study good. strategy? Yeah, that's a good start. So why? What makes it terrible? Well, so I procrastinate and like I downloaded. <laughs> I didn't make my own uh, summaries. I just would use uh, legal and lit summaries, and I would just go over them, um, read through them figure out where everything existed. Something felt wrong, I would change it. But otherwise, I just basically did that, studied for maybe two days before an exam, and then would go for it. Um, so <laughs> I wasn't a good student, I guess, is is what you'd say. Oh, obviously, I was depressed. Maybe I was anxious. There's lots of things that you could probably attribute it, some <laughs> things to. Was that, was that but, both December and April, the two terms? Or I did more in April because I didn't okay. like I, I did very well on my midterms in um, in fall and then uh, worsened for the finals. <laughs> <laughs> and worsened. So then you I like thought, the hand gesture. They yeah, can't see your hand gesture, but you're the, the line is very it, he's, steep yeah, down. Yeah, I imagine the world in graphs, business student, right? So that's <laughs> yeah. He's got he's actually got a board behind him and he's got a stick. He's pointing at it. It's a graph. It's, it's, <laughs> um and then it's, it's and like then like, curve. like a good high achiever, like we all are, I was yeah. like, it's gonna be different in in the winter term. And then what yeah. I ended up doing is going to fewer classes. Um and pushing studying even more. But then when I studied, I did more and I ended up, I knew the, the material better by the time an exam came around. Just like Adam. But, that was so your, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that, that was, was your, it's almost, it's very similar. Yeah. So what did you think of the, is, the, is that a good question for us to end I don't on? know. I feel like I want to keep asking it and see. Oh, okay. I, so I, despite I, what It's good Connor to hear says. these types of things though, because I think these are the kind of things that people, students and future students might want to hear a little bit of at the end. Because then they'll be like, okay. Well, I think that okay. like, and I, we need a lot of perspectives because no one perspective is right on that stuff, right? A lot yeah, of people don't know why they're in law school and they don't know how to, to navigate it. And they're just like going for, I mean, they could have any number of reasons, but I think knowing why you're there influences what you're going to get out of it and influences what you put into it. 
So I think those sorts of questions absolutely let people think about those sorts of hard questions to, that you maybe haven't. Oh, I don't know if there's a, a better way to end than, than that. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, I just wanted to add my two, two bits here. Okay, fine. Tell me um, your two cents then, Richard. Like, uh, what do you think you're a co-host cents. on this show? <laughs> no, I agree. I agree with Connor to some extent, but I also think that one of the things, the, the structure of law school kind of almost lends itself to the, it allows you to procrastinate because, you know, yeah. you don't have, you might have just a hundred percent final and, and it's eight, it's 12, 13, 14 weeks away. It, there's no incentive sometimes to do much. Uh, whereas in my undergrad, yeah. I did, I did engineering. I, I had weekly assignments. So I got used to doing things all the time. Uh, cramming was not an option, but I think it, it you know, so that, that's, what I don't, I, you know, I, I think the process is okay, but I think it could be better, but I don't mind if people just, you know, choose to decide, well, I have nothing, there's no exam. I, I have nothing to worry about for eight weeks. I don't need to worry. I, I'll, I'll start studying later. I, I think that's a justifiable choice yeah. and it, yeah so i like the question adam we can and we will get different perspectives on that so uh, you're welcome it's the least i could do <laughs> i can keep this podcast fresh with that i will see you in the next fresh episode of uh, what's law got to do with it uh richard do your sign off well i just wanted to thank connor as always thank all our guests but it was uh, it was great to, um to see you in your uh finery I shouldn't say. Yeah, I love your shirt. A, he has a Hawaii shirt on. Uh, and it's too bad we couldn't be together in person. But, uh, yeah, thanks for we'll see you enlightening us. We'll see you in the fall. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you.